This episode of the Damage Guild podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Join the guild at patreon.com slash damage guild to receive exclusive perks, member rewards, and bonus content. Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. Rivenet, speak to me. He's still breathing. I cast cure. He wakes up. What happened? I was talking with Desner. Where is he? Desner is the cultist who you killed. If the leaders of this guild are not willing to take action on this, I will turn in my badge and never return here again. You also were planning to spend some of this time researching who in the guild you might be able to trust. Tafe in particular has a pretty strict outlook on rooting out the cult. So lunch with Tafe. Tafe meets you at the Blue Salmon. If I were you, it would be prudent to extricate myself as quickly as possible. We have decided that we would bestow upon you the rank of steel. Wow. I was not expecting that. Don't we have to, like, get approval? You have their approval already. I accept. (laughs) Yes. Yes, first of all, we accept. The guild remains the safest place for us. We'll rest here, and then we will teleport to Marengar. So you finish up your training, and Tokus decides to go spend some time at the Alchemist Guild while Aslo is staying holed up in his room to ensure that there's minimal chance of anyone attempting another attack to steal the crown. Tokus, you look around at the guild for Ezric, and you locate him at work. Ah, Ezric. Hey. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Oh, Tokus. Yes, it's been some time since I've seen you. Yeah, how's it going? I I promise I'm just here to spend some time with you. It's not like I only look for you when I need (laughs) your help or anything. It's not not like I treat you like some sort of non-player character in a made-up universe. My closet is feeling so empty since you left, (laughs) Tokus. That seems like a suspiciously specific denial of your intentions. (laughs) So, what brings you here today? Well, in spite of what I just said, I actually do need uh, your help. (laughs) Wow, shocker. (laughs) Sorry, Ezric. Oh, and what is it that you need? I want to explore some exotic potions that could be used with this, and I show him the fairy dust. Hmm. Then what might this be? Oh, be be careful with that, Ezric. It's it's very powerful. This is uh, fairy dust. We could we could mix it in a potion together. <laughs> it's industrial grade bull tranquilizer. I like put it under his nose and he like sniffs it up. <laughs> and just falls asleep for an hour. Can you tell me what this smells like? Yeah, does this rag smell like chloroform to you? <laughs> so he looks in the pouch and takes out a little pinch of the dust and examines it. Let's it sift slowly back down off of his fingers. This is indeed an interesting component. I've had the opportunity to work with it sometime in the past. I can't say I've ever put it to significant use, but I have some ideas. Oh, do tell. Do tell me. I want to know. I want to know. Well, you could use this to enhance potions of growth, make yourself larger, or one to make yourself even stronger. Or perhaps potions of water breathing, or even resistance to help defend against elements and strong attacks, as I know you have been fighting strange creatures lately. Water breathing. Hmm. I mean, if you're going to get to your wedding on time, you're going to have to be able to breathe water, Tokus. (laughs) That is very true. (laughs) That's true. That would unlock the side quest of me being able to marry a Safagan. (laughs) But no, no, stop, stop And Tokus like shakes that idea out of his mind Hang on, Ezric, these are some really cool potions But I feel like I need to know more of the specifics I think though I recognize the the giant growth potion Tell me more about um, the, the, the one that makes me stronger And the resistance potion, please Giant growth, that's the potion that gives you Plus three, plus three for just one green mana, right? Yeah, that's the Instant. one just a single green mana. Yeah. What a deal. At instant speed. Potion of resistance is resistance to a specific type of damage, pretty much any element that you would want for one hour. That would be increased to two hours with the dust or potentially permanent if you added two pinches. But it's a one in ten chance, right? 
Yeah. Okay. You could make Potion of Hill Giant Strength, which would give you a strength of 21, and it's the same thing. One hour, or doubled to two, or made permanent. And your strength is currently 19? Yes. So, yeah, my strength is already uh, 19. Mm. The first one was enlarged person? Just growth. Just growth, okay. And that gives you 1d4 extra damage on your attacks and makes you one size larger, and advantage on strength checks and saves. Yeah, the potion of growth does... It would only be one minute at base. So you'd have a one in ten chance of being permanently larger. Dude, I think that's something you could use, Tokus. Sorry, it's the potion of growth is 1d4 hours. I mean, from a story perspective, that would be really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we would have a small character and then a normal, what is it, medium? Yep, medium-sized. Sized character. And you'd a, be a medium-sized gnome. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. I'd just be like a weird human. <laughs> or you could give it to Stripey. We could give it to Stripey. <laughs> Ooh, that's true. You'd be even bigger. The benefits of growth potions seem pretty sweet. Ezra, could you, like, tweak the cocktail so that it also grew me some hair? Well, I'm sure I could put something that would have that sort of side effect, but I don't know where the hair might grow. <laughs> <laughs> From your eyeballs. <laughs> that could be, like, really good or really bad for Tokus. Yeah. He just, like, has this, like, beard that he has to cut every few minutes or something. Dude, or what if it's nose hairs? Like, you're already having a, a bit of a hard time meeting your future wife, let's be honest. If you've got giant nose hairs that keep growing out of there, odds are only going to go down. That does not sound amenable. But it's not necessarily permanent unless I get the 10% chance, right? Like, I imagine Mm -hmm. that part of the potion also might go away, or might not. I think it's all or nothing, yeah, Mm -hmm. with the 10%. Um, The resistance potion you described, the Shaba and Aslo that are in my head, head cannon. Let me consult with them real quick, Ezra. Hang on a second. And Toka starts to talk with himself in the corner. Telepathically. Yeah. Telepathically with himself. I can communicate with myself telepathically as well. (laughs) Um, Man, so what if I just became resistant to necrotic? Tokus, why would you want to become resistant to a corner case damage type when you could permanently (laughs) gain two strength? Shaba's ghost says to you. But the potion of growth could be sweet too. Extra d4 of damage. That's also true. I feel like the potion of growth is the most interesting one because it's the one that has story implications if Tokus were to be bigger permanently. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sad because we've already had a potion of growth in the story, though. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Ezric, hang on, hang on. I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do this. Ezric, if there was one other potion that you're totally unprepared to tell me about, <laughs> what would it be? Every DM's favorite question. Right. Not necessarily one of the potions from the pre-con list. Now, in the meantime, while our DM is considering his options, Aslo pops up on your shoulder and says, um, Tokus, the, the potion of growth does seem really cool, both from a story standpoint and the fact that you get extra damage. Dude, you're our, you're our tank and our damage dealer. We need you to deal some extra damage. I'm, I'm not a damage dealer. No, I'm the damage Aslo, dealer. I'm not our damage dealer. <laughs> yeah, Shaba's a damage dealer, but you could be more of a damage dealer. <laughs> I think the advantage on strength checks is cool. Hmm, yeah. Or wait, strength saves and checks? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Is that, gro- that potion of growth does that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I think that's the one. Mm. I mean, if I, had perm- if I permanently had that, like, I'd be just a better Tokus. But it's like it's not like you would be just taller. You would be a big gnome. A like big gnome. it's like it's like seeing a giant baby. Like it would be, it would be disconcerting at best. Right? Oh, oh, people would be freaked out by Tokus if yeah. he was just permanently just a big gnome. A huge short person. Dude, imagine the size of your ears. <laughs> That'd be incredible. Imagine the size of your wig. We'd be able to sleep under that thing. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's going to fit after the, the effects. <laughs> well, we're all thinking about if the effects are permanent. Well, it says your weapons grow with you, so obviously that means your wig would grow with you mm, as well. That's true. The Vile Pult 5000. Mm-hmm. What if I equip Stripey while I drink the potion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm more wondering what that might mean if you grow and then swap weapons to something else. Mm. Hmm. Don't most items scale to the character, though? Magical items do. But that, that mm. was my thought as well, is oh. that uh, 
Yeah, you would probably. But I'd be like humanish sized, right? Right. I would think yeah. so. Yeah, potion of growth just makes me only one size bigger, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, so you'd be twice as tall, eight times as heavy. Oh my gosh. Wow. A six foot tall gnome. Wait, eight times as heavy. Uh-oh. I better not drink it before we go on the teleporter. Oof, yeah. Eight oh, times yeah. as heavy. Good. True yeah. that. That's why I think the the growth one is not the one. I think it's the strength. Like, Azo is wearing the crown to get plus two charisma because that's awesome. Plus one strength gives you an extra damage anyway. Well, plus two strength. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Plus two strength gives you an extra damage along with all of the other pertinent bonuses. That's true. I don't get the drawbacks of the potion of growth. And it would allow you to give the gauntlets to someone else if it became permanent. This is true. That's true. Oh, it sets it to 21. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who would want the gauntlets, though. Aslo? I could use them. Oh, wait, no. Are, are you a fully a finesse fighter? But it would still boost I you. am a finesse fighter, but you can still use strength even with finesse weapons, yeah. right? Yeah. It's your yeah. choice. Oh, wow. Dang. So, yeah, I mean... A 19 strength for you would probably be better than whatever your dex bonus is right now. What is your dex bonus? Uh, Dex bonus is plus three, so it would be one more. Yeah, Yeah, it'd be a plus one for you. It's probably better than it being on Shaba. Right. We'll give the gauntlets to Stripey. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Yeah, And mutate his hands to fit. (laughs) Give him opposable thumbs. Perfect. All right, all right. Well, we've, we've given... Ezric, some time to think. Well, Altokis, the only other things that I could think of that you would be up to at this point would perhaps be a potion of animal friendship? Oh. Oh. Animal friendship? Like, Stripey and I could finally put our grudge behind us. (laughs) Put your differences aside. I don't think there's any potion in the world strong enough for that. Yeah. (laughs) Neither do I, I'd have to agree. So basically, it allows you to attempt to charm animals at will. Hmm. I feel like that kind of power could be dangerous in the hands of one such as Tokus. <laughs> you would just have like an <laughs> army of rodents following you around everywhere you go. <laughs> so you guys really don't think the resistance potion is sweet? I guess because I'd have to choose what resistance it needs to be. Is there any way we could tweak that cocktail to be like a chromatic resistance potion or something where it's like I could like <laughs> just at will snap your fingers and no. choose what <laughs> well, No, it'd have to be it'd have to be something weird like I'd have to like prep the cocktail with something to like make it know what it needs to be. I don't know. I don't know how that would be possible. <laughs> but once you drink it it's set. Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So you choose when you drink? No, you you choose when you make it. When you make it, that's right. Yeah, I don't know how you'd be able to make a potion like that. Okay, I know that I need it to be poison or acid mm-hmm. or fire. That's why I was saying necrotic, because we know we're going to come back and fight the cult, and they do use necrotic damage. Mm. Yeah, so then the next question becomes, once you choose these potions, do you want to then choose two different potions with a pinch in each that will guaranteed work, or do you want to use both pinches and attempt the permanency of one? Well, we have three pinches, right, of dust? Oh, there's three pinches? Yeah. Hmm, that's right. Even better, then. Three pincheroonies. Yeah, so you get the best of both worlds, or the best of three worlds. Yeah. Potion of Growth benefits from the fairy dust tier one. Any damage or healing dice granted by the potion are doubled. That would mean I get two d4s. Wouldn't it? I don't think it's directly granted by the potion in the way that I was thinking when I wrote that. Oh, okay. I was thinking more like, if you had the potion of fire breath, that allows you to deal straight damage when you breathe fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. something like that. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. So in other words, the potion of growth would skip that line and go straight to double duration. Yeah, and then to permanent. It would go straight to permanent. So that's that's what I wanted to hear. So some of these potions, guys, don't need a lot of pinches of fairy dust to potentially get the 1 in 10 forever bonus. There you go. So, like, what's the minimum? Two? Two pinches? Yeah. Yeah. To try for permanency? Okay. But some of them would require three, is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. I'm trying to figure out which one, though, from this list. I think the animal friendship one would, because that spell can be upgraded also. So, Potion of Giant Strength would also only take two pinches of fairy dust to potentially roll permanent. I think they're all two, except for the animal friendship. Guys, I feel like I feel like it's the potion of growth. Uh, no, I mean I feel like it's the strength. I think you can do multiple. You think it's the giant strength? So I mean, I'm already at 19 strength, though, Java. Right. The little Shaba on my shoulder. But the overall benefit of being able to give the gauntlets to Aslo and increase your strength by two is uh, more powerful than 
potentially the growth potion is. Right, if we roll permanent. Sure, yeah. Wait, Ezric, how long are you free to help me work on these potions? I'll be around to provide advice. These potions, any one of them should take roughly a week to finish. A week? Yes. Wow. Okay, well, never mind then. Why are we even having this discussion? We don't have the time for that. <laughs> We're going a to Marengar. week? You're planning to stay for five days anyway, so you can do one of them. Oh, this is still before we've finished that? Oh, this is earlier. I thought we only had two days left. Yeah. Well, we had two days left of training and five days left of uh, Aslo getting the charisma bonus from the crown. Uh, I think that was afterwards, so it's going to be, yeah, the full week, really. Yeah, so if we have leveled up, then we have three days left of Aslo wearing the crown. He had to wear it for a full week. Oh, uh, I see. Okay. So it's a full week from that fight. So two, two more days of training. Right. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so... If we ha- so then it would just be an extra two days of waiting around after we're done training, or after we're done crowning. We're assuming that this <laughs> is the day. <laughs> after we're crowning. Not crowning. <laughs> after we're done having Asla wear the crown. <laughs> it would be an extra two days of waiting around for Tokus to finish the potion. You could crown someone else. You crown true. A, crown a king or a queen. I, I just thought about it in the wrong context. <laughs> Uh, hypothetically, if this is happening with Ezric the day after the dude took the crown off my head, then it would just be one additional day, right? Yeah. Yeah, one additional day for a sweet potion? Come on, Chava. You'll also need to provide money for ingredients and stuff. Right. You need 100 gold for the ingredient, and you'll need to have something suitable for the potion's effect. So that's the hard part here. What do you mean, something suitable? Yeah, I was going to say, in the giant's, the, the case of the giant strength potion, don't I need a toenail from that particular giant? Well, I mean, the recipes are up to the DM. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Let's go kill us a giant. Dang, I cut off the giant's ear. Why didn't I cut off its toes, too? Toenail. It's toenail. You have something from a hill giant that you could use, and that would work, I would say, for either <laughs> the hill giant strength or growth. Mm-hmm. Would that make the potion any cheaper, or no? All of these different recipes are going to run me about 100 gold. No, it's money plus ingredients. Mm. So Rough. Wow. wow. Being okay. an alchemist sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. But the reality mm. is hard. For water breathing or resistance, you'd have to find something suitable for those things. Oh, okay. Those are maybe off the list if I'd have to go find something. Yeah, what was that weed they used in Harry Potter? We gotta find some of that. Uh, gillyweed. Gillyweed. That's right. Mm. You gotta find some Good of that. Gillyweed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have some acid from the Altork cave from under the castle in the sewers. Yeah, I don't know what monster things you have. You have a bunch of stuff that you've scooped up over the time of the campaign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that I could probably make. Couldn't I use that to become resistant to acid? Maybe. Was that from, like, the gelatinous cube? I think so, yeah. Acid, it says, acid from the Altort cave under the castle in the sewers. Oh, that was from the, the acid room with the puzzle room. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Totally. That, that was acid. Sure, I guess it would allow that if you wanted to do acid resistance. That's not a very strong resistance to pick. Yeah. 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 Yeah, think like fire or cold. You want to be thinking big here as far as broadness of application. So, okay, so the Aslo on my shoulder is like giant growth, and the Shaba on my other shoulder is giant strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Growth, giant growth, strength. Growth, giant strength. There giant you go. Strength. Giant strength, growth. Man. The advantages of growth are an extra D4 damage and advantage on strength checks and saving throws. And also the flavor of being big. Of being a, w- a weird big gnome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a weird. I guess if I was a weird big gnome, it'd be like even harder for Tokus to find love, <laughs> even amongst his own people. Let like, alone, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, exactly. Like most people, he would be trying to marry would probably be okay with me being freakishly strong. Yeah, for my size, but like not, <laughs> not freakishly large. I mean, then again, maybe Tokus has given up on love and he's just gonna go it solo. You know, he's just gonna be a lone wolf the rest of his life. Dude, imagine meeting a girl and finding out she was 11 feet tall. <laughs> Just imagine. Well, that's not how tall I would be. I only double my height. Yeah, I'm just saying you would be double the height of a normal person of your race. Double. That's freakishly big. Right. But you'd be one times the height of a normal person. 
I mean, of a human. And you would also be a weird, large baby person <laughs> who wouldn't look normal at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Tokus. Giant growth. I mean, growth. 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 Turn yourself into a freak. Join the circus. You get, dude, an extra D4 damage and advantage on strength checks and it's saves. The better, it's the better potion. It really it is. is. I would say if you're going to pick that one, give it to Stripey, because that one, he's, I mean, he's already huge. Mm. Yeah, but if he gets too big, then we can't carry him up and down the mini ledges and crevasses through which we travel. Yeah, won't he start to get stuck? That's yeah. true. He would weigh 400 pounds. <laughs> yeah, that's... That, so, in other words, we're not going in any dungeons from now on. Yeah. If that happens. Right, like, if he grows again, exactly, like, what would... How tall would he be if he's doubled? Kind of like as big as Shava or... He's, like, something like 30, 50 pounds. Is he already medium size? No, he's, uh small or tiny. I mean, he should be medium by the rules, but he's small right now. He's 52 Hmm. pounds. So we would make him... Actually, a medium stripey would be fine. We can handle a medium stripey. You could probably ride him at that point. He's already 52 pounds, so if he gets much bigger, he's going to become unwieldy. Can't wield your badger. He's 52, so his weight goes by times 8, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 400 pounds. Jeez. But that would give stripey like more things he can do, right? Like having advantage on strength saves and checks doesn't that mean he can well he he can't grapple can he anything can uh, yeah any combatant yeah. can grapple i guess he can like grab something with his mouth mm-hmm. so like that would make him much better in combat than he is now wouldn't it at the expense of him weighing 400 pounds which is more than any of us weigh right <laughs> right we wouldn't be able to take him in the teleporter i'm with you i'm with you okay all right all right <sighs> what's it gonna be tokus let's make the toe potion Toes for Tokus. Okay. Let's do it. Except you'd have to use the ear. Uh, yeah, can we use that moldy ear? from? Uh, and Tokus remembers, Shaba has a moldy giant's ear trophy. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I prepared it. Uh, I taxidermied it. Preserved it. it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm used to all that stuff. I can skin an animal and make sure it lasts. But I get, didn't I give the other ear to you? Yeah, but I didn't do all that stuff to it. It disintegrated, probably. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, why? I don't know how to... Wait, and you're the alchemist and you didn't preserve it? I, I didn't care about it as much as Shaba did. I'm going to have to go ask Shaba for his ear. Well, sorry, Togus. I'm not letting t- giving you the only giant's ear that I own so you can plop it in your stinky brew. <laughs> All right, am, am I with Shaba now? You can go back to him. Okay. Ezra, hang on a sec. And I run back to the... Sapphire Saber. And I catch you training, I guess? What, what are you doing, Shava? Yeah, I'm splitting arrows using other arrows. <laughs> As per usual. <laughs> L- listen, Shava, I'm sorry to disturb you while you're in the middle of this very important training, but listen, I need to borrow your... I mean, I just can you just give me your giant trophy here? Absolutely not. But, but, but Shava... The answer is it, 100% no. I, but, <laughs> I, but Ezric said I can make a really cool potion with it. The mark of a warrior is the trophies that he has gained from his exploits. No one's going to know that I've killed a giant partially if I don't have his ear <laughs> to wear. Giants are my most hated, hated adversary, and I will not give this up to diminish my personal pride and my ability to show off the fact that I've slain one of them. Tokus, if you had one, you could just use the one that you got. I think I might have to. That's the whole reason I gave you the other ear. So that I could one day use it in a weird potion and drink it? No, so that you could display it as well. And I would be greatly offended if you were to take the ear that I gave you as a trophy and put it in a potion. But it's yours, so you can do with it what you want. I will keep mine. So I can have this super sweet potion or her... My friendship with Shaba. I have told you that giants slayed my father. Have I not? <laughs> you did tell us that story. Yeah. So, um, duly noted. I'll think on this. You do that, Tokus. Uh, good luck with your training. Same to you. All right. Uh, I'm gonna leave Shaba's presence. Hmm. <laughs> what if I just made a replica? <laughs> what do you, like? Am I even wearing it? Like, what have I been doing with this giant's ear this whole time? I think you just, like, stuffed it in your bag or something. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't I just, like, not paper mache, but, like, <laughs> what if I just, like, made a sand mold of the ear and, like, m- like got it bronzed? 
and then like use the ear. Yeah, just make one out of clay. Make it look like the ear. Let it harden in the sun or whatever you do with clay. And then you use the ear to make the potion. Good to go. I'm pretty sure to you, a giant's ear would be the size of a lopsided pancake. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty big. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to try to make a makeshift replica of the ear somehow. Make a make a mold of a giant's ear check for me, please. There's got to be, like, a place in town, like a ceramics or something. I mean, they used ceramics for all sorts of stuff back then. Yeah, totally. We still use ceramics today. Go to the potter, right? Yeah, well, I'm going to go to the potter. To the city's potter. <laughs> um... <laughs> Thane was not prepared for this. <laughs> not something he wrote down in his notes for today's session. The potter. I'm just thinking how you could realistically get something like that done. He has a long beard, of course, and his name is Harry the Potter. <laughs> how would they even? How would a potter do anything about that? I just need a replica of this severed ear. Why? So you can live a lie. <laughs> so that. Hopefully Shaba never asks me about it, and if he does, I can show him... Yeah, here it is. I didn't use it in the potion. It's right here. Well, if you had been wearing the ear this whole time, and it had been moldering on you, it probably would have been pretty noticeable. See, I'm guessing you haven't been wearing it, which means that it's not a frequent topic of conversation. Yeah. Whereas Shaba has been wearing his proudly ever since. Yeah, I would not worry about it. You know, maybe I'll just risk the friendship and just go use it in the potion. I mean, it it is Tokus that we're talking about. Well, Shaba just told you it's yours. You're able to do what you want with it. I just won't give up mine. He was kind of guilt tripping me into not putting it in a potion. Well, you're not a Goliath either. These tokens of victory aren't as important to gnomish kind, apparently. All right. I'm going to go back to the Alchemist Guild and get to work on this potion. All right. You spend the week performing research and guided by Isric's experienced and aged hand, you manage to create your potion of hill giant strength. Huzzah! Sweet! It does cost you 100 gold, so you have to scratch that off. Yep. Yep. This potion might be better used on Stripey, because, like, okay, riddle me this, guys. If I don't get the permanent roll... It might just be better to have on Stripey for a combat, right? What's his bonus, mm. Shaba? Stripey's strength is currently a 14. Ooh. So... 16, 18, 20, so plus 3 to all his attacks? Plus 3. So all of his attacks would deal 2d4 plus 8 damage. <laughs> so minimum <Wow>. 10. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> seems roll good. Yeah, seems pretty solid. But, I mean, you know... It's your potion. I know, but that that could be huge for the party because, like, like it's not guaranteed that it's permanent. I might still go ahead and do the pinches in this. Yeah, it would just be plus one, plus one for you, hitting damage, but plus mm-hmm. three, plus three for him. So, yeah, bigger impact overall, I guess. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So it would be, and then if you gave the gauntlets to Asla, it would be plus one, plus one for both of you. So total of plus two, plus two. It's not that great. Also, I mean, in fifth edition, that's good. Yeah. yeah, but like, even if I put multiple pinches in this potion, there's only a 1 in 10 chance that it would be permanent. And so I'm saying that the double duration, the, the fact that it's just making Stripey better for an encounter or more, it's probably worth. And then the icing on the cake would be that it's permanent. Whereas the way that this potion is going to function, if we fail that extra permanent check, it's just like, all right, well, Tokus at plus one strength for a fight. Right. Yeah. So... Exactly. I think I'm in the camp of whatever I make, I'm making stripey drink. He's going to force it down his throat. Fair enough. Seems good. You know how he is with food and drink. He'll eat anything, just about. <laughs> I think that sounds like a plan. If you made the potion of water breathing and had him drink it, just have underwater badger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Aqua badger. <laughs> yeah, but we'd, we'd have a platypus in the party. <laughs> Be sweet. How many hit points does Stripes have now? He now has 56. Ooh, man. He's catching up to me. I still have a whopping 45. (laughs) What are you at, Shaba? I am now at 60. Wow, you're creeping up on me, too. That's what happens when you take the average, Tokus. I was going to say, I also (laughs) haven't added, like, anything hardly to Tokus's con value. Mm. I only have a plus two. Okay. So, I'm not surprised that you've been catching up to me, despite, in the past, stellar HP (laughs) rolls. Not this time. 
All right. Well, now you have a potion. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I have a super cool potion, and I got to spend a lot of time with Ezric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was so happy to spend those hours with me. It was a great time bonding. And yeah. he, he was. I could see it on his face. And Ezra has two more charismas. Oh, yeah. After being locked in a room by myself for a week <laughs> straight. <laughs> yeah, a little, uh, little jumpy. Little fidgety. You guys open the door, and I'm just sitting in the corner, rocking back and forth. <laughs> no better way to learn how to interact with people than isolating yourself for a week. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, that's how I do it, IRL. And we just have to shield ourselves from the glory of your countenance and look upon <laughs> you again. Oh my goodness, Kavaki, save me! I've never seen a charisma that high. <laughs> Dude, your charisma is really high now, isn't it? It is. Can I mark it on my character sheet now? Yes. Dude. <laughs> it's official. Did you hit the big 2-0? Dude. Are kidding me? I've been at He's the big 2-0. the big 2-0. It's 2-2, it's two, two, the big 2-2 two, two now. That's right. You're at 22. Heck yeah, dude. Your chaw is 22. I have. I do have 22 chaws. Yeah, that's right. 20 whole two of them. Wow. I didn't realize that you could get this powerful. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, is that a plus six? Dude, it's over 9,000. That's how much it is. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a plus six. With my jack-of-all-trades thing for checks, it becomes a plus seven. And my saving throw, I have advantage, so that's plus nine. Wow. I mean, I have um, proficiency. Man, we could like just talk the king out of being king, and you can just be king <laughs> at this point. <laughs> hey, you know what? Do you want to just like do some swapsies? Oh, sure. Like You just really sell him on how good your life is, and he's like, you know what? <laughs> I really hate being the king lately. It's been really dreary. <laughs> Let's just switch lives. You look like someone who would make a great king. I can just Jedi mind trick him at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a week well spent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll say. Shaba, what did you get? I got a new spell. Oh. Ooh. Which will That's be cool. revealed in due time. Mm. Yeah, no spoilers, okay? Mm-hmm. So, guys, we're feeling, uh, feeling pretty rested up here? I'm ready for... Some travel. Should we should we do a little travel? I'm ready for the most dangerous vacation of our lives. Let's do it then. Let's go. You got your bags packed? I got my satchel packed. Tokus, you got your backup wig? Oh, I forgot to pack it. Hang on a sec. Let me, and he heads back to the room. Okay. Okay, is Aslo continuing to wear the crown, or you, do you take it off when you're out in public? Do I have to continue to wear it to continue to get the bonus? No, the charisma is a permanent change. Wow. But in order to use it, you have to be attuned to it, which would mean you need to continue wearing it. Hmm. Uh, You at least need to have it on your person. You can't let it get too far away from you for very long. Okay. So he could take it off of his head and still be attuned to it and just be able to put it on during combat and use it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Would it be an action to put it on or part of a move? Be like an item interaction? I would say it's an action to fish it out of your bag and put it on. Oh, okay. okay. That's probably still worth it, though. Or item if it's in my hand, item interaction to put it on, right? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, like what if you sewed like a little uh, loop in the fabric beneath (laughs) your cloak? (laughs) That way you could just pull it out. Basically, as long as we're in town or around people, I will have it off in a bag safely. And then whenever we're not around people in a dungeon, I will just put it on. Okay, so adventuring like in the wilderness or... Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's the risk is someone seeing it and recognizing it for what it is. Right. Otherwise, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, you could also just get in the habit of having your traveling cloak hood up. Yeah, I did think about that. It would just sort of look weird if it's like up here. Or no, you, you described it as like sort of a circlet, right? Almost. Yeah, it's small. Yeah, okay. it's pretty sleek and low profile. You probably could cloak that up. Yeah. Yeah, if assuming my cloak cloak is the kind that like goes down, you know, almost to your eyes. I mean if you're a true Jedi then it absolutely is. <laughs> yeah. I'm still in training, but why would um, you not want that kind of cloak? Yeah, like, yeah right. If it's raining That's what I'm like if it's not that kind of cloak, it's not worth wearing. I think pretty much all hoods do that. Do you guys know that cloaks are like semi in style now? Really? At least for females to like to wear a legit cloak with a hood and that wow. like wraps all the way around you. Dang. It's like a style, yeah. It's great for concealing your swords. Yeah, it's true. Keeping out the rain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's settled. You're not wearing it in town. 
Um, I'm starting to rethink that now. If I can keep it, if I can easily keep it hidden under my hood, then I think that's actually safer than putting it in a bag where it can be like pickpocketed. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, and I think if you're going to not wear it at any time, you should find a way to keep it readily accessible so that you don't have to dig through your pack for the random mm. ancient artifact that's like banging around <laughs> in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My chief concern is someone recognizing it and then trying to mug us for it. Right. It should be pretty easy to just fashion like a little loop of fabric with a button or something that it mm-hmm. hangs on inside your cloak and then just pull it off Yeah, when you need it. Yeah, so I'll wear it and hood it up. So that means you just always have your hood up when you're in town now? Yep, pretty much. Which is what all the cool kids do anyway. That's right. Small price to pay. All right, everyone ready to go? Yeah. Let's do it. Good gracious. Um, I think so. We've been leading up to this moment for like entire show pretty much but yeah i guess i'm ready to go yeah i can't believe it's happening it's really we're really doing this guys we're really doing the thing do i have enough gold to pay for the trip without digging into my platinum pieces is the real question (laughs) (laughs) man i try to get rid of my platinums as fast as possible i don't know about you i just like them they're shiny and strong (laughs) so with tokus just dropping a hundo i might actually need party gold help here if there is any uh, i was gonna mention that b- before but i refrained it's too late you had already you had already bought your potion yeah uh no party gold currently no wait three party gold currently. <laughs> okay are we actually going to Marengar or not <laughs> don't worry papa aslo will will spot you some there will be a, a small interest rate of 13% compounding minutely. Yeah. Well, you're the one who wants us to go there and rescue your girlfriend and kill your arch nemesis. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, fine. How much do you need? We're helping you. You should just pay for the whole trip. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to go on a vacation or not, Tokus? To a place that I want to go. Like, why can't we go to the Isle of the Dawn or something and... You know, something tropical. Marengar is very tropical, I'll have you know. Um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just made that up. <laughs> um, I wasn't actually sure. We're going to the city, the dreary, dreary city. No, it's going to be... Oh, dude, you will get to see the sights. You get to um, experience different cuisine. Different culture. You could, you could The plainest food you can imagine, Tokus, in Marengar. Man, you're making that sound really good, actually. Better than you usually would. And I, I put my arm around your shoulder, and then I'm using my other hand to, like, just just picture it, Tokus. Just picture Marengar. You know, the craziest thing about Marengar is that I hear that the chances of there being gnomes there are higher than the chances of there being Ooh. gnomes here. Really? Yeah. Because they haven't all been eradicated. That is just, that's like scientifically true. Are they rock gnomes or are they maybe a different breed of gnome? Do you gnome? (laughs) Gnome, I don't. I would just assume mathematically that gnome populations would be less genocided over there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if I can just learn how to speak merengue, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, Or maybe, wait, maybe they'll dig me because I speak a different lingo. Dude. Like have like a different mm-hmm. accent, you know? There you go. You ever been to Europe, man? I'm telling you. <laughs> Europeans, they think the, the American accent is so cool. Uh, yeah, I don't think they do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure they don't. <laughs> Pretty sure you're immediately marked as a tourist. But have you ever been a European and come to America? Yeah, you're like a celebrity. That's where it's actually cool. Yeah, have yeah. you ever been an Australian and come to America? <laughs> Just ask Chris Hemsworth. Right. So yeah, I'm I'm painting this picture for Tokus. Of a paradise across the waves. Yeah. What do you say, Tokus, old pal? You know, I'll go on that trip for you, Aslo. For our friendship. Thanks, old buddy, old pal. But mostly because of, we have a signed contract between us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are we splitting this cost four ways evenly, or is there a different way to divide it up since Stripey doesn't have any gear? But that's counting all of your gear in the one 20-pound unit. Oh, in one 20-pound unit, I see. Okay. Mm, okay. Well, but I, I thought we were going to stash a lot of stuff in the interdimension. Yeah, but you're still going to have some stuff on you. Like your clothes and whatever. So we, mm-hmm. we have something. Like, we're not traveling naked, obviously. So he's allowing 20 pounds total for all of our stuff that we are not going to put into the satchels, including right. the satchels themselves. I mean, I could just leave my weapons in my room, couldn't I? You could. And then uh, teleport them to you? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but that makes no difference. <laughs> well, technically, you can't summon them if they're on another plane, I believe. Mm. So it's actually better to leave them in his room. Or wait, wait, no, but his his room is on another plane as well. So you have to leave them <laughs> somewhere else. You'd have to leave them vulnerable. You'd have to leave them in Aslo's hideout, which is, as we all know, is not the safest place. But it doesn't matter because you can always get them back. They'd have to steal it and put it into another dimension. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So just give it to some beggar on the street. And then he needs it to defend himself and it disappears. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh no. Yeah, it's better than a high level adventure getting their hands on it. Putting it into their bag of holding. Speaking of which, <laughs> did I have a moment with uh, my new Warhammer? Did I have an intimate moment of ritual and <laughs> time together? <laughs> well, whatever you do behind your own closed doors, none of our business. <laughs> I probably, I probably did. I think at, if I didn't mention it at the end of last episode that I wanted a weapon bond to my new shiny Warhammer, um, I'll go ahead and do that. So Warhammer and sword. Yeah, rapier and warhammer. He took a sweet new warhammer you have there, bro. Thanks. Yeah, you realize you can like throw it like Thor and then call it back to you, right? So you're basically uh, Thor now. <laughs> yeah, with your 19 strength and a hammer that you can summon to yourself. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Kavaki wield a warhammer? Uh, not that I'm aware of. He wields. Oh. I'm pretty sure he would just wields a sheep. He wields a goat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Just throws animals. <laughs> he treads on a bit of. <laughs> sheep obviously that's what the clouds are oh yeah that's so right. you can just pick up a sheep whenever he wants you know shaba i feel like you continue to add to this legend of kavaki as as we've gone along of course are you sure you're not just embellishing He's and- no legend <laughs> yeah this is not a legend this is the truth and just because you refuse to accept it doesn't make it any less the truth. I don't know, you just keep coming up with new things about him that's all well it's well established by history and science that the clouds are made of sheep we all know that Kavaki lives in the clouds, therefore he treads on the sheep, and he can use them as improvised weapons, except that he is proficient with them. Therefore, Kavaki's primary means of ranged attack is to throw sheep. It just follows logically. Right. Right. <laughs> yep, just one step after the other. Yeah. To circle back to the whole cost question, um, don't we just divide it, that cost, four ways? Sure. Okay. We can just do that. So it was 488 something? So 12012. 12012 per. Uh, Tokus, how much do you have between gold and platinum? And what's e- Electrum? Le- electrum is what? Five gold pieces? Half a gold? Half a gold piece. Okay. Right. So 16 plats. 16 plats. So that's 100. 160. 39 gold. So you already have more than enough right there. You're fine. 55 Electrum. So maybe we should take the boat. I'm going to vote for the boat. Didn't we already settle this last time? Yeah, we did. We did settle this last time, but I've changed my mind. Listen, guys, <laughs> just hear me out. I know I don't have a super high charisma, but I'm going to try to convince my friends here. Do we want to show up early, you know, like before the wedding and stuff, but also really broke? Well, we're teleporting to the continent, yes, mm-hmm. but we're not teleporting right to Felmendar's backyard. Exactly. We have a lot to figure out once we get there. We have to figure out where they are and travel to it, and it could be days or weeks of travel to get there. I'm not saying we don't ever teleport. It might be better for us on the back end to have the choice of boat or teleport, but on the front end, sacrifice that choice, not necessarily because of the money loss, but because of the, we know that we can boat there. We don't know if the timeline is going to work for us to be able to boat back. We may actually need to use the teleporter to get back something might happen to the kingdom or something. We actually have a little bit of time cushion to boat there, don't we? We only have a little bit of time, but whether we teleport now and boat later or boat now and teleport later, that's still the same amount of time traveling either way. So that doesn't actually get us back any sooner than if we boat now and teleport later. Let's put it in this type of context. I have enough money that if we had to urgently teleport back to Ilthrod, we could. Would that mean selling the wine? No, it would mean giving up my platinum pieces, which, again, if it were urgent enough, we could do. So it's not like by teleporting there, we're stranding ourselves. We still have the option of either teleporting or boating back. The idea is that finding a single performing act in an entire continent without the internet is akin to (laughs) finding a needle in a haystack. Without the internet. Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. To the Merchant Guild. To the teleporter. Watcha. All right. You arrive at the Merchant's Guild and locate the clerk who can help you purchase a ticket to use the teleportation circle. The short, rotund man at the counter barely looks at your group as he asks, number of passengers and destination? Four for a racer gone, please. He starts to flip through a collection of charts and tables in a well-worn sheaf of parchment. Desired date of departure? Today. Today? I snap my fingers. Man, I should have said yesterday. <laughs> Please place all your goods and luggage on the scale. He nods towards a large wooden structure a few feet away. It could easily fit a whole wagon with horses on it. <laughs> I place Stripey on the scale. <laughs> uh, uh, so what do we place? We place yeah, the, I guess we put the satchel. The satchel. Our satchels, yeah. Satchels and if you're carrying your weapons or anything. Hmm. I'm not carrying. Yeah, guys, by the way, we can give each other stuff through our satchels. So just keep that in mind for combat. Like, we don't have to, like, run over and give somebody a healing potion. If they need it, we can put it in the satchel and the other guy can take it. That's true. Or, like, giving each other weapons and stuff. It is true. Just calling that to mind. We each have our own satchel. Oh, okay. So, like, you put a healing potion into the satchel. And you take it out. I take it out of the satchel. From across the battlefield. Right. But we also all bought healing potions, so... Yes, that's well, true. That's, that was an example, you know. <laughs> sure, like passing the Wand of Web or other iconic AAA gear. Right, exactly. Maybe the Wand of Web should just be in the... Because we never know who to put it on. Hmm. Well, actually, it currently is in interdimensional space, probably. Yeah. That, that thing weighs a few ounces. Yeah, we don't want to tempt Murney unnecessarily, though, do we? With <laughs> powerful magical items. He's kept his paws off of really important stuff. I think we can trust him. Let's just not put the throne in there, okay? <laughs> or the crown. Yeah. Good call. Um, yeah, no, I think we put our weapons in there, all that good stuff. Even armor, too, probably? Yep. We'd have to. We only have 20 pounds uh, of mm. weight to distribute between the three of us. Yes. Yeah, so basically everything that can be. We're just stripped down to, like... Just our plain clothes. Just our clothes, yep. Yeah. I guess we'll go to that level of strip. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, like I said, it is possible for us to just each be wearing the satchel and nothing else, but I don't think... <laughs> The guild would appreciate that. (laughs) The platform lowers slightly with each object that you place on it. And as soon as you put your last satchel onto the scale, the man starts placing small weights onto another platform a short distance away and checking the height. And returns a few moments later and consults his tables before giving you your final price, which we already determined. So 480 gold, 48 copper. Yes. All right. We pool our money together and shove it forward in a pile. You hand over the gold. Thank you very much. Give these to the operator on duty. Collect your items and have a nice trip. And he hands you four small metal discs with runes on one side. Ooh. Then turns to the next person in line and shouts, Next! <laughs> and teleportation is a thriving business, huh? <laughs> so your tickets this time look notably different from the one you received from Lady Restuvius. And there's one for each of you instead of the one for the whole group, hmm. including Stripey. But you don't know what the differences in the tickets might signify. Do we have to go through customs since we're going to a different continent? <laughs> they don't have anything here to check yeah, well, typically we'd go through customs once we arrive at the foreign country. Yeah. Mm. Who knows? You'll find out when you get there. <laughs> so there is a line leading to the ter- teleporter today. Looks like a whole caravan is going somewhere ahead of you. Wow. Well. And after waiting in line about half an hour, slowly moving forward, you eventually make your way to the front and once again enter the teleportation chamber. Guards stand ready around the room and a man in robes waits for you at his magical apparatus. So you hand him your tokens. Yep. Yep, and I take the coolest looking rune to stand on. The man immediately starts to adjust the device, turning knobs, flipping switches, pulling levers, then inserts one of the tokens into a specific slot. Prepared for departure. Please stand in the center of the circle. Process will begin shortly. It might be a bit rough. You're going quite the distance. Hmm. I made sure not to eat breakfast this morning, just in case. (laughs) I nod over to Stripey and he pulls out the barf bag that I knitted for him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the night before We came prepared, Thane, don't worry Wait, You skipped first and second breakfast, Aslo? That's so unlike you Dude, believe me So unlike a halfling It was, uh, it was a sacrifice Yeah, if you recall, last time we teleported Stripey threw up on Aslo's feet So he wanted to make sure that that didn't repeat this time So he brought yeah. his own bag Is he wearing it like the bags that you put on a horse? Yeah, like a feed feed bag. bag. Yeah. It's got a strap on the back. Right, except it's like knitted out of yarn, so there's like a bunch of holes in it. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's even worse. Just just take that off. <laughs> just oozing out. I don't want to think about it squishing through. <laughs> JP, take that thing off. It's gross, dude. Uh, so once you're in place, the man makes a few more quick motions at the apparatus. And the runes on the floor begin to glow bright red, filling the room with light before your vision fades to white. You once again feel the unsettling sensation of being hurled through space, this time with many sudden changes in direction, jerking you back and forth or sending you spinning at sickening speeds. You don't know how much time passes, but at long last, your feet touch the ground, followed shortly by your knees and very nearly your face as you collapse in a heap on the floor. (laughs) You hear laughter coming from several voices around you. I look around. Who's laughing at us? Oh, man. You struggle just to focus your eyes, but when your vision eventually stops spinning and you're finally able to see clearly, you look around and find yourselves in a stone chamber not unlike the one you left. The guards are clearly having some fun at your expense, and one of them makes his way over to you and speaks in Meringian. Oh. All right, you three on your feet. Follow me to the check-in. Can we understand him, or is Aslo the only one who can? Aslo's the only one. Okay. By the way, I just thought of the perfect episode title. Raced are gone with the wind. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. Sweet. Write that one down. <laughs> yeah. Why did we choose this place as a vacation again? <laughs> we got stuff to do here. How am I going to meet these gnomes you were talking about, Shaba, if I can't understand them? Oh, we should have gone to Conan at the library and picked up Merengian for adventurers. Yeah. Uh. I think he has a first edition. Learn to speak Merengian in seven days. <laughs> yeah. Merengian for dum-dums. That's true. Maybe part of our training last week was me, like, brushing them up on some basic Merengian. Hmm. Or at least Shaba. His tokus was occupied. Yeah, like Donde Esta la Baño and stuff like that. Donde Esta la Baño and Donde Esta la Biblioteca. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to go to a library and read all the books in a foreign language? In Merengian, yep. That's right. Okay, so you follow him? Yes, we do. We just do what Aslo does. These people are scary talking their weird language. You all stand up shakily, and the guard leads you to another room with a counter and a few chairs. It says, state your names, place of origin, and business in Therad. Therad is the name of the country that you're currently in. Uh, Yes, that's right. Is he also speaking in Meringian? Yes, it's the same person. Oh, okay. I don't know what he just said. I look clueless at Aslo. <laughs> yeah, I just look over at Tokus and shrug. Hmm? <laughs> I guess we have no choice but to let Aslo do the talking in this country. Yeah, it's true. This would be definitely a different dynamic for sure. Also, I just realized that I should have been in disguise before we came over here, uh, and I need a fake name. <laughs> I thought about that, but... Oh, man, did we forget to... Do like your two layers of hiding <laughs> of disguises. Um, oh man! Yeah, for some reason I th- I thought about that, but I think we were on another topic, and it slipped my mind. Should we create a distraction? I feel like our characters would probably have thought to do that. Yes, you you definitely did think about that. <laughs> so that's that's a plus. All right, and we um, don't have passports, so you don't have to worry that your name doesn't match what's on your non-existent passport. Exactly. So, Aslo is officially disguised up. Okay, he is disguised. Yeah. Yeah, what's your alias? Yeah, what is your disguise? My disguise is classic black rimmed glasses, fake nose, and mustache. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You're disguised as a man with a wooden leg named Smith. Yes, exactly. Uh, No, I've just, I've done makeup and made my eyebrows, you know, bushier. Yeah, just sort of use the makeup to gently sort of change the look of my face. The contour. So you're still trying to look like a halfling, just a different halfling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Name? So I say this is uh, Tokus Irish. Wait, should I even use your guys' real names? Yeah, we're not associated with you in any uh, official context. Yeah, that's true. I don't feel like keeping track of a fake name for myself. <laughs> the, the only person we ran into that would associate Aslo with us was... Gul'dan? Gul'dan. Gul'dan and Zestim. And yeah. Zestim, so... But they're still over looking for us in the other continent, so... Yeah, exactly. Not too worried about that. Mm, we think. 
We're pretty sure. We're, yeah. It takes a while to switch continents in this day and age. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I, so I name Tokus Alton and uh, Shaba Dabade. Born of Craig and Thunder, son of Pachaka, last the Dabade clan XL, Shaba Rakshan. You insert that as he says your name, just assuming that you need to? Yeah. As, I mean, as soon as I hear him say my name and point to me, I yeah add that. Even though the guy doesn't Even understand though he won't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, just, like, makes it worse. Sorry, it's force of habit. Can't help it. All right, he's writing these names down in the <laughs> notebook. Then I point to myself and I say, the name is Clapton. Ah. First name, Eric. Eric. Instead of Eric, just Eric? Yeah, Eric. Yeah, it's, it's fantasy because it has a little apostrophe on top of the I. Eric. It's A-R-Y-K. Eric. Yeah. Like like it has like the A E Yeah yeah A A R Y K Eric Eric Clapton Eric Clapton exactly like Aether or I could just do first name Captain mm, but then they would obviously know the legendary Captain Clapton who's <laughs> known true. worldwide who sailed the seven seas Yeah <laughs> He's pretty much like Blackbeard in the world of Crescent Yeah country of origin country of origin origin is Ormog country of Oregon Oregon <laughs> And business in Therad. Business in Therad is uh, pleasure. Sightseeing. The business of getting down to business. <laughs> you say pleasure, he gives you a stern look. He says, that is an expensive trip to make for pleasure. What exactly does that entail for you? My friends and I here have always wanted to visit beautiful Therad, so this has been a lifelong goal for us. And here we are, now we get to... See the sights and travel this beautiful land. If that doesn't work, just say revenge. <laughs> make, make a deception check. Alrighty, let's see. Should I use my session inspiration on this? Well, remember your crown bonuses, too. Oh, yeah, that's true. I haven't yeah, dude, you're, actually updated all my skills yet. You're redonkulous at this, so I wouldn't <laughs> worry about using the session. That would be a natural 20 <laughs> to kick things off. <laughs> no. Wow. For a total of 27. <laughs> 27? Actually, you have double your proficiency bonus due to the crown for all ability checks that use charisma. Holy shnikes. Really? Is he wearing the crown right now, though? Oh, yeah. We, Holy we cow. established it. Cloak up, crown on. So you've got a plus... 34. You have a plus 14. You have a, you have a plus 12. Plus 12, yeah. Wait, plus 12? I All thought together. it was plus 7, then plus 14. So that would be, so 3, so that's 6, and then... And then 6 for charisma. So it's a plus 6. Okay, so then plus 12. Yeah, so you get a 32 32. Your check. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, man. He believes you. Sweet. (laughs) All right. Uh, It's the first lie we've ever gotten away with in the entire show. He's also, he now also becomes your follower. Right, exactly. (laughs) You know what? This old guard business, not for me. Can I just follow you around and worship you, basically? It's like the disciples. He's like, drop what you're doing and follow me. (laughs) He's just like, okay, cool. Yeah, sounds good. All right, so are you bringing any goods for sale? He looks over at your bags and notes that you're not carrying a whole lot. Uh, no, we are not uh, not here to sell anything. All right, uh, we will now perform a search of your belongings. Do you have any dangerous items to declare? Hmm. Uh, we got one right here, and I point to Stripey. <laughs> well, you can't understand. I know. So yeah, everything's in the in the satchels, and they need they would need the command word to get those. So I say no. As far as I can see, you have three empty bags. Yep. All right. <laughs> wait, so wait, are we like coming off as burglars or something? Dude, we are. Like, like, why do we need empty bags? We are super <laughs> slick. Took us. Dude, for, for uh, souvenirs, duh. Yeah. That's just, why we need empty bags. We came with empty bags to load them up with Merengian goods. Yep. For mementos. We are here to purchase Merengian goods and bring them back to our home uh, to, st- to stimulate your economy. That's it. This is also the first time in this entire campaign that things are actually going better than we planned. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. This is the very first time that's ever happened. M- minus the slip up and forgetting to disguise you. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Which was, which was quickly dealt with and retconned. So we're good. <laughs> 
by the power of retcon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Tokus and Shaba, you see a couple of guards come towards you as they're talking. You have no idea what they're coming towards you for, but one of them reaches out and tries to grab your satchel. Well, hey there, big, tall, and handsome. <laughs> you get a little handsy, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> come around here often? Aren't <laughs> you supposed to buy me dinner first? <laughs> I say, boys, don't worry. Don't worry. They're just uh, here to check our bags. Oh, okay. All right, I give them my bag. The guards poke through the bags and look confused to see that they're all empty. But you <laughs> explain that you're buying souvenirs. Yep. And they also do a quick pat down of your clothes if any parts that look bulky might be hiding something. I show them my medallion. It's just a medallion. No reason to be alarmed. And your uh, your hill giant ear <laughs> It's just a giant ear. No reason to be alarmed. <laughs> Wouldn't that be really heavy and big? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't be that heavy. No? No, it's probably a few ounces. It's the ear on a giant creature. Half a pound, maybe, at most. So the guard looks you over again, says, Very well, everything is in order. Proceed through the door on your right. Welcome to Ristergan, the largest city in all of Marengar. Marengar.